Hello and welcome to Football Fancast for Arsenal fans. My name's Alan and I'm again joined by Liam. Hello everybody. And making his debut this week, Russ. Hey. And we've got absolutely <laughs> plenty to get through over the next 30 minutes or so. We've got to review two games, both in the Cup. Uh, the Tottenham away game and the Bolton home game from today. We've got a rant of the week, Emmanuel Bouet's attitude. Russ has got some interesting comments on that. Club matters. Departures and arrivals, if there are to be any more in the last few days of the transfer window. We got your emails, uh, most of them based on last week's 60-second debate. We've got another 60-second debate today, and that's going to be about Theo Walcott. Is he ready yet? Should he be in the team? Liam thinks he should. Russ thinks possibly not. We've got a preview two games coming up in the next week. Arsenal, Tottenham in the Carling Cup, the second leg. Middlesbrough away in the league, another 5.15 Saturday kickoff. And we've got a couple of questions. One for one to get your brains racking over the next half an hour, and one that will be up on the website this week. Now, the one for the for the podcast is based on a player that we lost over the last couple of weeks, uh, Laurent, who signed for Portsmouth and made his debut for them yesterday. But the question is, who did we sign Laurent from? So get your brains racking on that one and the answer will be coming up at the end of the show along with a question that will be on the website. And the website is www.footballfancast.com and any emails you'd like to send in, it's arsenal at footballfancast.com. Wednesday's game, Tottenham away, 2-0 down. Guys, what were you thinking? I mean, first half, I was just absolutely gutted. I thought that we should have done a lot better, but we didn't perform very well. Um, Baptista was a bit unlucky to score the own goal. Um, going into the second half, I was a little bit nervous, but we seemed to pull it around and uh, get the two goals back. And obviously, hopefully going into the next leg, we will pull it around. But uh, it, was a, it was a difficult game. They made it hard for us. They did make it hard for us, and... and... I think a lot of Tottenham fans are probably wondering why they didn't sort of go with that for, for the rest of the game. What did you think, Russ? Well, no, I thought it was very, very difficult for Tottenham. I think being 2-0 up is not as easy as it sounds because you don't know whether you can go looking for the third goal or perhaps, you know, just set out store. And I think that's what they did. And I think that invited us, you know, to come on to them. And, you know, they gave Fabregas far too much room. Yeah. And, you know, I think that was their downfall, really. Um, I, personally, I don't think we did too badly in the first half. You know, considering there's a bunch of kids out there and Tottenham are a good side. I said to you earlier, Danny. You know, I, I feel personally that you know that's the hardest game Arsenal could play at that level. You know, because we're going to play kids, and you know Tottenham are at the top of, of that second tier of the Premiership. Yeah, they're pro- probably about the best team of the ones that take it seriously, aren't Absolutely, they? Absolutely. So yeah. um, to play them away, and they had a full strength team out there. I know Berbatov did get injured after. Uh, after a few minutes after he scored the goal. But it was a big test for them, and to be 2-0 down and to come back shows, well, I think we've run out of the uh, superlatives over the last few weeks when we've been talking about them, especially after the Liverpool game. But it just really showed a, another depth to that to that team that we knew was skillful mm. and had a lot of talent. It showed a bit of character as well. Oh, it's immense character. And, and, and on top of that, you know, I mean, it, it, it shows to me that... That you know that they're right throughout the squad. There there is a character amongst them, and there's the, there's a sort of collegiality between them that they can they can move things on. You know, and you know whoever comes into the positions, be it Traore or or you know even Diaby, who first came back after what 
like nearly a year and mm. to me you know I thought he performed quite well I mean look at Danielson it's another Fabregas in the making yeah yeah. I thought Danielson you know he, he just looked like he'd always been playing for Arsenal in that in that position he, he didn't really look as if there you know he didn't look as if he'd been drafted in as, as part of our sort of Carling Cup reserve team it just looked all it, it all fit into place extremely well um, we've got we're going to do a few a player rundown of the, of the players that play um, Almunia was in goal he didn't really have much to do, did he? Apart from the, uh, t- so, apart from the two goals, but uh, he couldn't do much about the Baptista one. But he did, he did come to the fore with a fantastic save from Defoe yeah. midway into the second half when it could have been when it could have gone to three-one, and uh, we could have been sort of reflecting on a totally different scoreline if he hadn't made that save. I mean, he, he seems to me, El Munia, to, to get better every season. I was his biggest critic when he first came into the side because I was, I was a big fan of Lehman. And, um, I, you know, he, he gets better every season. And, you know, good luck to him because he seems like a really good guy. And, you know, he's very commanding. His distribution's really good. And he seems to have ironed out a lot of his faults, his positioning, and, you know, generally... You know his handling seems to be a lot better. He's I think a great, he claims the ball a lot better than Lehman does when he comes out for yeah. crosses. He's uh, he's very strong in the air for corners. Think, yeah, we've touched I on that before. Lehman flaps said. a little bit. He, yeah. he tends to punch at That's things, whereas definitely uh, one of Lehman's weaknesses. And obviously, yeah. um, his hot headedness as well. Whereas Almunia <laughs> seems to be a bit more commanding and, and reserved. I, I did have to laugh today when Lehman uh, when. Almunia came out to collect the ball and he did have the leg some of you've shown him in training isn't it yeah. told you, no, told nobody's going to get near him at all <laughs> maybe, maybe it was an overthrow from David Seaman days <laughs> but, but I, I mean I thought uh, I mean I don't think it was a tactical decision but you know you would play Almunia against Bolton because you know that the Bolton Defenders and the players in the area are going to get amongst him, mm. and they're going to yeah. they're going to push and shove, and it just doesn't flap El Munia no. at all. No. That's what he does have over Lehman, and um, you know I think that worked today for us a little bit better. They didn't really trouble us. No, I, I mean I I think it's possibly a case for for El Munia to become first choice. What do you think? Ooh. <laughs> I, you I say mean, you're a fan of Lehman. I am. At, well, I was originally. I I didn't think. Considering, I thought Almunia was was the worst goalkeeper I've seen in Arsenal since since George Wood George Wood back in the eighties. I thought he was awful, and I was I really really laid into him. Um, but he seems to have got better and better. I still think he was at fault in the Champions, Champions League. League and but he he keeps on improving, and as long as he does, you know, then I put confidence in him. I still think we need a top notch goalkeeper. I mean, it's a big position. And whether or not you know he can feel that, but he's doing a job at the moment, and he hasn't made any mistakes this season. And good luck to him. Yeah, we did touch on the fact that Lehman had uh, improved his form last season. We thought that was because of his outside interest, and due to the fact he wanted to oust Khan for the World Cup spot. Um, that showed, which benefit which benefited Arsenal, but it has it's shown this season where the mistakes are creeping back in. Mm. Um, but yeah, maybe it is one for the summer, one for the checkbook, and. Uh, as you say, it's an absolutely huge position, and I don't think there are many sort of free goalkeepers out there that you would sign with any particular confidence. Sebastian Frey, maybe, but yeah. Given Shay Given, I'd, I'd, I think Shay Given is too inconsistent. Although he has played behind a very poor defence at Newcastle and seems to display yeah. display some fantastic shots shot stopping every week so maybe it's you know it's unfair it's a difficult one with the mentality of a goalkeeper as well because they I think they have a different mentality to a footballer and you know we talk about you know sports psychologists and that you know a, a good goalkeeper I, um 
I mean, we see a lot of goalkeepers like a, a, a Jaskalainen who make saves, you know, throughout the game. But you know, when they're called to, called upon to make one great save in a game, they're not able to do it because you know they've been, you know, lay for for ninety minutes. And I think that's what makes a great goalkeeper. You know, and I think there's very, very few of them around no. that, that can be called upon. You know, once in a game, make that. And save. that's that's exactly what Almunia did, and that's that's yeah. exactly what kept us in the game. Um, the defence. What did you think of the defence, Liam? I, I thought the defence, you know, played had a pretty steady game, and for the two goals, the second goal you couldn't really blame anyone for. I mean, it was just unfortunate he got caught under Baptista's feet. Yeah. What about uh, Toure's? Uh, Blaming of uh, Almunia for the first. I think I, I, I totally thought that was Toure's fault. That was that was Toure's yes. And I think he knew it because the, yeah. the way he did have a go at Almunia afterwards. Yeah. Uh, I think he really knew that he'd made a mistake there. He just didn't jump at all. The ball was coming over, and um, he just wasn't. He wasn't about. White did well getting down, getting down that yeah. right, uh, getting down the wing to to cross uh, for the second goal. That must he be was, desperate. You're not a fan, are you? I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm Sorry. not a fan of Hoyt. He has improved slightly over the past few weeks. Maybe he's been listening to the show and wants to, <laughs> and, and wants to, and wants to prove me wrong. Um, but I, I just don't think he's got the actual quality to be an Arsenal regular in that position. Um, but more of that later because we have had some emails attacking myself <laughs> and defending defending Claire Hoyt and Aladier. So we will come on to that later. Um, but all in all, I thought I thought the defence played pretty well. Um, you know, the, the, the offside for Keane, you know, a lot of Tottenham fans have been saying, oh, that wasn't offside. But, you know, you take those chances during, during a game, don't you? And, and you just hope that, you know, the luck of that situation is with you. And it was when Keane looked to be onside. Uh, the midfield, Sesk had a fantastic game again, in the midfield, didn't he? Yeah, again, carrying, carrying everyone else that was there. But, uh... It was an incredible ball. For the uh, for Hoyt to get loose down the wing, he just seemed to just pinpoint from nowhere. Uh, he the got run. given so much time, didn't he? I think that was the thing, you know. And we saw that today with Campo, but you know, yeah. I mean, it was a fantastic. I mean, to to do that, you know, when he's got a bunch of youngsters around him, some of them older than him. Yeah. You know, because you, you forget how old he is. Yeah. But to to command a game at his age, uh, I can't think of anyone else. He just does it do week that. in week out. It's ridiculous. Take it for granted. Did it again today. Yeah. Did and up front, we had Baptista and Aladier. Um, Baptista, obviously, we've, we've touched on the fact he scored an own goal, but he rectified that in the second half uh, with, with two great goals. Um, the one where he just regained his balance for such a big guy, it was mm. amazing. And the inconsistent, shall we say, Aladier. Actually, I won't say inconsistent. He's had one good game for us and it was <laughs> yeah. away at Liverpool. So it's not inconsistency. It was just maybe he just got lucky at Liverpool or put everything into that performance. But he was back. He reverted to type for this game, I would say. It's pretty ineffective. Again, yeah. It's pretty ineffective. Um, it's a shame, isn't it? Because I think his heart's at the club yeah. and I think we all want to see him do very, very well. But, you know, he, he hasn't made the notch and... Yeah, Ars- I think Arsenal's shown tremendous loyalty to oh, him. We were discussing the other day. Well, he's, yeah. ne- he's nearly due for a testimonial. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, second longest <laughs> what, serving what player. Was, what was Arsenal's comment? I don't want to lose him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was exactly his comment. <laughs> but I don't want to lose him. Yeah. I yeah. It sounded like, a bit. Yeah. Like it sounded a bit too much, right wasn't it? Yeah. Or something. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to lose him. He's a fantastic player. Well, you know, trust Arsenal. He obviously sees something else in training. In training, but uh, he must do. He must do. Or he's trying to bump up his. Price 
price so that we get a good <laughs> yeah. price for him. Uh, well, he did that. There's only a few days left, and we will discuss that later, whether or not he'll be de departing. But all in all, great result. Puts us, I wouldn't say too much in the driving seat, because I think if, these, if the boys out there who had a fantastic performance start believing their own hype, the pressure goes on them for next Wednesday. So let's just say that, you know, we hope that, we hope that, they, that you know that the team will play as well, and the team will be exactly the same. And we do the rest, rest players, and get through. I are mean, we, are we going to field a stronger team though? Well, we'll come on to that when we preview the game later. But okay. I would say at two-two, we're slightly in a driving seat, just ever so slightly. Because we're at home, and we're at home as well, <laughs> and we're unbeaten at home <laughs> because we'll come on to today's game. <laughs> yeah, nice link there, Liam. Thank you. Very much. <laughs> um, we'll come on to today's game where Bolton led. For a huge portion of the second half, and we managed to get one back through Toure right at the end for a one-all draw. Um, I'll sum this up by saying it wasn't the best Arsenal performance I've ever seen. It wasn't the best and it game. probably ranked as one of the worst. No, we were very, very poor today, and um, I was expecting something big. I, I, I've been looking forward to this because I really haven't believed this uh, this Bolton hex. I've just believed that basically we've... You know they've they've got results against us, and I thought things would even itself out. But today I'm quite prepared to say they know how to play us because in the first half they did. I think they they caused their own downfall today by by sitting off us once they scored because I think if they'd have gone for it they might have actually gone on and yeah. got another goal. Yeah, they were playing nine men behind the ball once they yeah. scored, which is obviously their prerogative one nil up. But they probably should have gone for it because it, what they were doing, as you say, was very effective against yeah. us. And it made it made a lot of our players look as if they were having a bad game. Absolutely. Whereas it actually is Bolton's tactic to drag you down to their level. Shot, and when you've got shot, someone very skillful like Cesc Fabregas, who wasn't given the time that he required today, but he couldn't even make that time because of the way he was surrounded. Absolutely. And and some I mean I, I've I've made my dislike for Bolton very clear over the past few you know um, podcasts that we've done. Yes. <laughs> over the past few years as well but what, but what I would say is this it's not because they beat us all the time it's not because of that it's just, just because the of their style of play yeah. mm. uh, I've got nothing against teams that don't want to be beaten by Arsenal because obviously that is, that's why you play I don't want teams to roll over and die against us but they um, did exactly the same as what Man United did against us last weekend it was just how frustrating was that they just played for time wasted time you know just dirty well, again, shut hope, up yeah. shop it, you know, and it just came back round to Haunton again when they were just Wasted time and there was injury time there, and I think that yeah, and we, the should, worst... we should have nicked it at the end, really. But then they they just, no, oh, it's frustrating. But well, the worst that... thing to come out of the game was the fact that we've got a replay, Russ. Oh, absolutely. We don't need like any more games. Game. I mean, you know, there's there's enough. I mean, what with the Champions League coming up, and obviously the the League Cup semi against Spurs, and obviously the final as well. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, it'll be two weeks after this game because it's been rescheduled for February the fourteenth. So. Uh, we will play Man City at home, I can assure you, in the league this season. But <laughs> it's been rearranged three times already. So, uh, and any any of you that were planning on uh, trying to skip out on Valentine's night, you've got the perfect excuse now because we'll be away at Bolton in the FA Cup replay, and uh, it's probably best to take take the girlfriend out and uh, leave that to leave that to watch on the it'll TV be cold, later. It's cold up there. It will be. Well, don't take her up there. <laughs> yeah, take her up to Bolton. Yeah. Does anybody know any nice restaurants in Bolton? If you can email us. Arsenalfootballbank.com Sorry, Alan, I just didn't find thought of getting there. Like, anyway, go on. <laughs> so, so Toure's goal at the end obviously set up the replay, and I, I think, like you say, they sat off us, and we we bombarded their we bombarded their goal for a huge portion of the second half. 
and maybe a little unfortunate not to nick it in the end. Do you oh, think? possibly, yeah. I, I, I thought I thought Bolton were better today than they were at the Reebok because I thought they were a little bit fortunate at the Reebok. I thought we played the better football, uh, but today I really, really thought they got you know they got amongst us and they stopped the flow from the back, and um, you know I mean the second half when they scored the game changed and we could I thought I think we had the better chances over ninety minutes because they they sat off us once they got the goal. Yeah, I think um, I think. I think their goal was pretty weak. I think we should have closed them down a lot you know, yeah. before. And it was a, Clichy, it was you had a good game. game, was out of position when the ball got put over from Anelka. But then again, I think our goal, again, you know, Torre's goal was, was a pretty weak goal again as well. It's, you know, it's lax market, lax mark, marking on their behalf. <laughs> lax <laughs> market. It's a good job uh, yeah. Johan Jury wasn't yeah. playing as well today. <laughs> yeah, cheers for that. It's another <laughs> pronunciation problem that you have, Liam. I've had a word with Wenger. And, uh, you he's, know, he's, he's, so. not, he's not playing him. Just to... <laughs> I was going to make the question of the week, which other Swiss central defender plays next to Philippe Senderos? But... Yeah, over to you, Liam. <laughs> <laughs> over to you, Liam. What's the answer? <laughs> if we're going to take a positive out of today, though, I think... The, the form of goal cliche because people started to doubt him when he came back after such a long injury but he was superb in that second half today yeah, he really was really great. was that was like a you know a young Ashley Cole yeah he was it really was. forward and doing that the two players that for me that weren't missing today unfortunately was Flamini and, and Walcott I don't know if Walcott was missing him. I just well, think he just didn't really perform like we expect him to. We're gonna, uh, yeah, we're gonna I come mean, on to that in the sixty-second debate a bit later. But I just think today there's a lot of people getting him. Today, yeah, like, I mean, a couple of times he had, there was a few groans when he put the ball in, which yeah. you know, for a young kid like that, he doesn't, you know, you don't need that. You, you don't, don't need that, that at all. And no, I, I think the attitude, that. the attitude of people there isn't good at all when when they've been groaning when he's put the ball in. I've done the same with Alexander Hleb, but. As I've always well, I defend, my, <laughs> I, I defend myself by saying that you know in the first year I never got on his back and I, I don't intend to get on their back. I think the reason that you, you moan at these players and you have a go is because you do actually want them to perform. It's not like uh, having a go at a Chelsea player or a Man U player. You know, you you do actually want these guys to be good. So when they're not, it's it's, it's all the more frustrating. It must be frustrating for them as well. Um, so to tie it up, it wasn't the best performance. We got a replay at the Reebok, which we didn't want. But we're still unbeaten at the Emirates and we showed great character to come back from 1-0 down again. Yeah, just didn't... two years ago we went to uh, we did the same against Sheffield United and we went up there and we won the, the, uh, the replay. So, you know, we On can penalties, yeah. We, we can take them to penalties. Okay, we have got the rant of the week. What's that you say? Rant of the week. Now, Russ is going to discuss Emmanuel Abue's attitude. I, I think Emmanuel Abue is a fantastic player. And um, last season, you know, I was so impressed with how much he, he achieved. But um, his diving and his feigning injury on numerous occasions has really disappointed me. And I know I'm not the only one. You know, we, we look at this throughout the game and, you know, it, it upsets us in the Premiership. And I can't condone it in any other team, so I don't want to condone it in mine. And I think it's about time something was done about it. And I think it's Wenger's responsibility to, to do something. Um, I was hoping that when um, Laurent came back, you know, that he'd sort of give him a stint in the reserves and say, you know, well, you know, unfortunately, I don't think you've... You, you've shown the sort of the, the the Arsenal spirit, if you like, by by performing the way that you have in you know when you when you get like the odd knock or you know like somebody claps you around the head, and um, quite frankly, you know I'd, I'd I'd like to see 
um, somebody rid it from his game because apart from that, he's a fantastic player. I mean, personally, I'd stick him in a gym skirt and make him play like that until he stops it. <laughs> you know, it's, I don't think that's in the rules. Uh, the, uh, well, you FA. know, we can add it. You know? it's like, uh, put him in lipstick and a gym skirt and see if he enjoys that. He'll soon, soon stop doing it. <laughs> Maybe in training they should, they should do that to him. No, I, I think we, we, you know, we, we've both touched on it before, haven't we, Liam? And I, I, th- I think you're, you're dead right there. It does need to be rid from his game because once it is... He'll just be a fantastic mm. right back. That oh, we've got without a doubt, discovered from nowhere. But at the moment, it's antagonising other opposition fans, and it's given us that bad name that, you know, people, you know, how how some fans, especially Man United fans, have got the audacity to sing same old Arsenal always cheating yeah, yeah. when they've they're you know cheated, kicked, and we get whatever that. for the last time. But now we're sort of getting that as uh, you know, like the old myth that Highbury was quiet, whereas really it wasn't that quiet. Um, and and we're going to get this cheating myth, especially if Abue sort of acts the way he does. I think the only reason why it's basically been drawn out as a rant of the week is because he is probably the only player that does it. You know, OK, Lehman might do it every now and again, yeah. but, but Abue really does make a meal of it. And like any other player that goes down, you really you think, well, you know, he... he like Cess, when Cess went down, you know that he's English. He's going to get up, yeah. yeah I think Cesc has got more of an English attitude from yeah, being here since he was at an, early, a, an earlier it's age. It's just a shame. It's just a it shame, is a big man. shame, and let's hope he rids, he rids that from the game and Arson gets his man management um, working on, on Abue, because obviously his other management with Abue is spot on. Yeah, um, apparently he had a word with him after the Champions League, because, I mean, I can't remember too much about it, because <laughs> I was sat on the other side of the stand, but, you know, the... The goal that we scored came from a free kick where Abue dived. And Wenger said after that game, you know, he's been disciplined for that. We don't want to see it. But it obviously hasn't worked. And, um, you know, like you said, his attitude yeah, apart from that point. is spot on. I do remember that. I do remember and, that. And, um, you know, we, we don't want to see it. We, we don't want to see it. Club matters. Uh, he's not likely to depart because of it. But, <laughs> um, I wouldn't want to see it. There was an old face back at London Colney this week. Well, there was an old hairdo as well. <laughs> Ooh, are Ray Parler. Ooh, are Ray Parler is back in training with the Arsenal. Now, he's not actually signed on at all and he's not registered to play, but he's just getting back some match fitness before he finds another club. Is he doing a petite? Yeah, that's yeah, what petite he's did. Doing pretty a, much. He's doing a Manu. Pretty much. Um, but I think it'd be great to have around the young players there. Just yeah. instilling some of that I old think Arsenal still do a job. So yeah. do I. He probably could have done a job I today against that tough, bo- he's tough well ball. He's well loved in the dressing room, oh, isn't he? You know, yeah. you know, he's, he's, got, a, he's a good character. He's got the right attitude. Yeah. 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 I don't think he right. ever... He likes pizza as well. Yeah. <laughs> we know that's big amongst the Arsenal players. <laughs> in the tunnel. I mean, he was never an absolute skillful hero player, was he? In that way. He worked hard. He put in 100%. And it's probably great to, it's great to see him back there and I hope he has, he's having a bit of an influence with the How younger players uh, you put me on the spot there Liam I'm going to guess 34 <laughs> yeah, 35 30. yeah, yeah. Well, look at I Teddy. don't know for look sure Teddy. do we have to? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think inside knowledge on Middlesbrough next week as well that'll be good yes yeah he's got him back at the right time yeah um, after they well they scored five goals against Bolton didn't they? <laughs> we, only, we only managed one today, so when we preview that game later, we're gonna gonna have trouble dissecting the scores from that. Um, departures doesn't look to be any more other than Laurent uh, Aladier has been touted around a few clubs. Doesn't look as if he's going. We touched on it last week. Middlesbrough were in for him. Um, asking price probably too high. I, I, I don't yes. think there's any any anything else to touch on. No arrivals. Uh, Russ, you were saying about Gareth Bale. Yeah, 
Um, well, he's obviously a fantastic fullback, and Tottenham and uh, Manchester United are interested. I've got a feeling that he wants to come to Arsenal. I don't know whether it's because of Theo, but I get a feeling that's where he wants to come. But Arsenal's not interested. You've got to, you've got not to give it to at the price. No. Well, as well as that, you've got to give it to Arsenal. You know, Arsenal shout. He knows he's got Traore and cliche with the form that he's in. Yeah, you know, if anything, it's testament to what we've got uh, as backup. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I, I, the other thing as well is I, I, I read today that Alex Ferguson saying that Tottenham outbid them. So yeah, good luck to Tottenham. It can it can go backwards there, I suppose, <laughs> like so many other great young players have done over the past few years. We're just going to say and Ar- it's not, Arson knows. <laughs> yeah. We are going to, with this one, we're going to say Arson knows, trust Arson again. It's becoming a bit of a catchphrase on the podcast. <laughs> Um, but you know when when Tottenham are in for players like they nearly not sign the new Pele every season. So <laughs> let's hope that this one actually becomes true for them because uh, they need all the good news they can get down there, don't they? Now, talking of good news, people have been emailing in in their droves saying that I was far too negative about Alex Hebb in last week's rant of the week and saying that I should be behind him and support him. Um, I just want to make it clear, obviously. You know, I do want him to do well for Arsenal because I support the club. So it's not as if I, I want him to prove me right. I just think that he hasn't done it for us. And I, a lot of people did email in with hindsight. Uh, it make, hindsight makes good judges of everyone. It makes geniuses of everyone. Because on Thursday morning, after his match-changing substitutes performance against Tottenham... It's 15 minutes. Yeah, it's 15 <laughs> minutes. P- plenty of people were, were emailing in saying he changed the game. I think he drove the play forward that day, but I, just, I still don't think he actually did anything. A lot of the time, he runs up his own, uh, he runs into his own. He runs into blind alleys. I was going to say, Liam. <laughs> a lot of the time, he does run into blind alleys. He gives the ball away too much, and I think he's had too long. But a lot of you totally disagreed with that. Um, we've had some more positive emails as well. This one was from Ramona Daniel. Hi, Ramona. Um, she says, we're nice to listen to on our way to work. So, obviously, she, she doesn't do that great a job if listening to Liam before you go to work. It's, it's, <laughs> it's, your, it's your highlight of the day. Uh, thanks. And, uh, Hi, Ramona. <laughs> and she also got last week's uh, question of the week, right, which uh, we'll reveal later. We'll reveal her answer later. And we also, Guernsey Gooners from Bow Camp School, they're doing their GCSEs at the moment. They've been listening to us. Well, it's... There's nothing better than that, is there, to improve your intelligence than to listen to this, <laughs> to this fan cast. Guernsey Goon. The Guernsey Gooners, that was. Right, OK. OK, so the 60-second debate is this week... Is that like week... a bus that comes down? <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> the 60-second okay. debate this week is about Theo Walcott. Now, Theo has started the last two games and he hasn't played that well. And he's been. There were lots of groans in the stadium today. Should he be in the team? Is he ready yet? Liam says yes. I honestly think that. Um, okay, yeah, Theo looked a little bit weak, but. Basically, uh, I think that he needs to start games to gain his confidence. And basically, by starting the games, you know he's gonna he's gonna get the experience. Um, playing against Tottenham the other day, you know he's gonna he's gonna learn from that. Um, he is an exceptional talent, and a lot of people have basically 
said, you know, had got on his back today and, and had a go at him and, and said that he's completely out of his depth. But um, I just I just think that if the crowd gets behind him and, and supports him, Wenger knows and he wouldn't have him in there if he didn't think that he, you know, could do a job. So stick, get behind him and I think that he'll come good. Russ, you disagree? Well, yeah, but echoing Liam's sentiments that we should get behind him when he's in the team. But um, I don't know about Theo because at the moment he has gone backwards a little bit and I think Wenger's admitted that and I think it's natural for a kid of his age. But whether or not he could go further backwards by, like you say, sort of, you know, negative feedback from the supporters, you know, it could happen. And, you know, on top of that, you know, he does look, he lacks confidence when he's beating people and, you know, confidence is such a massive thing in today's games, like we've said about sports psychologists, you know, they get into their heads and at the moment it's not working for Theo and I wonder whether he's better off perhaps, you know, playing at the level where he, you know, where he gained his confidence, perhaps at Southampton, um, you know, I wonder whether, you know, we should have left him there and, you know, continued his development there, but, um, you know, I've got complete confidence that he's going to make it eventually, whether or not he needs to be in the first team at the another matter. That was the 60-second debate talking about Theo Walcott. And uh, I'm going to judge this one now. I, I'm going to say, before we even started the debate, I was leaning towards Russ's argument. So, uh, And he put it across so well. And I'm going to give it to the debut boy this week. <laughs> so it goes to Russ. Liam, you lost out again. Um, I don't know what to say. <laughs> but what I would say is this, is that if we send him out on loan and uh, the hype starts up in the, in the papers again, especially over his World Cup, being picked for the World Cup, it could go downhill for him just based on the hype and, and the media coverage, which would be a shame. Yeah. But I think Wenger needs to come out, defend him, put him on loan somewhere and then just say exactly why he's doing it. And let's face it, he's very young. I mean, even in three years, if he comes to age, it won't, it won't have been a waste of time. He'll still have 10, no. 15 years ahead of him. So uh, I be, feel a little could... bit sorry for him looking at him. At yeah, the moment, I do. Because you know, how do you build him up? You know, personally, you know, and, you know, I feel like you know, every time he gets the ball, I'm like, come on, Theo, yeah, and, you know, yeah. I get behind him. Yeah. But I f- when you look at him, you know, his body language, he's down on confidence. We need yeah. to, we need to raise that somehow. He couldn't be playing with better players though. He could, yeah. yeah, having Adibayer and you know, Henri around him, he couldn't be playing. Yeah, but Henri, I, I tell you what, Liam, Henri's not the best player to have around you when you're lacking in confidence because. I'd noticed him do it today. Uh, to, uh, Walcott went to cross to him and he missed him completely mm. and he shrugged his shoulders at him as if he was shouting at him. And I thought to myself, Look, A, you're the captain, so don't do it to any player. But B, when it's a player as young as him, you, you know, you just don't do it say, at all. Yeah, yeah clap and say, next time, do it right. And maybe he just shouldn't be in these games at the moment. And that is why I will award it to... It wasn't his sort of game today as well. You know, it was a team that was going to get, get quite physical with him. Yeah. But, you know, he's, he's still very light. You know, yeah, he's, he's, he's not... We had a lot of players out, didn't we? I mean, yeah. that, that, that was mainly... I mean, that's probably why he's been picked. But he might, he, might start, he might start the third game on the trot when we take on Tottenham. We're going to preview that game now. Obviously, we touched on it earlier that it's 2-2 from the first leg. Um, do you think Theo will start this game? I think he will because we we don't have a lot of other options at the moment. I mean, I think Wenger's pretty much picking, you know, apart from the big guns, the the likes of, you know, the Omri, Gilbertos, the Laymans, you know, he's pretty much picking the team that he's got. Yeah. And um, I think he will carry on with Theo. And, you know, I I, I kind of hope he does a little bit. 
um, on this occasion because I mean up front he caused them a little bit of problem didn't he I mean it's yeah. just as a presence yeah. won't, it, won't it be great for him to score his first Arsenal goal against Tottenham oh, no, on Wednesday night one. Hey? and that, that will just that will just put it to put it completely to rest won't it and any kind it's of the thing. making of a lot of players I remember yeah. like Charlie back in um, oh god what's it 85-86 when he scored at White Hart Lane and you know he was loved from that moment and obviously Adebayo as well you know yeah. when Adebayo scored that goal that, is, that <laughs> has been the making of Adebayo it yeah. really yeah. has no, it's changed, changed his game, absolutely. Will, will so, Gilberto start? Yeah, it's a good point, Liam. I mean, obviously, he's going to be back. He's it? had a rest, hasn't he? He's had mm. a rest. And we are, I mean, would, would Flamini come in there, maybe? Yeah. With Gilberto. Whether or not those I, two I know work they're a bit together. too similar, but yeah. maybe they work, work, work together. But well, perhaps maybe Sesk needs a rest. I'm absolutely, not so sure. yeah. I'd play Denilson and Gilberto because obviously Denilson, from what we saw on Wednesday night, is a very, very similar player to Fabregas. Yeah. yeah. And um, Gilberto needs, you know, games. Well, I mean, three games out. It's only a space of about a week as yeah. he's played so many games. But, you know, I, I think that would work quite well. Yeah, yeah. it's whether or not. Two Brazilians? I mean, Ses- <laughs> yeah, that'd be great to see. Um, it's whether or not Sesk, if he's got any say in the matter, would want to play anyway. I think he would really want to play in this game because mm. uh, it's, it's going to be a great game there, and it's a Carling Cup game, but it has sold out. You know, I think he said it's not that included in the week, though, didn't he? He didn't want to rest. He no, he doesn't want to rest. To play every game, and um, uh, no, just touching on the fact that it hasn't so, uh, that it's sold out, that and it's not included on season tickets. Uh, anybody listening who hasn't got a season ticket, Carling Cup games haven't been included on season tickets for the last what? Five years, that's right, and yeah. uh, this one sold out, and most of them do, which is, uh, I, I suppose, it shows how many people we got waiting in the wings wanting to take tickets. But season ticket holders have snapped theirs up, and also we managed to sell out. And Tottenham didn't get the allocation they wanted, no. which was a good thing as well. I'm sure that's uh, a sixty-second debate, isn't it? <laughs> no, <laughs> on their football podcast. There was a very, very interesting article in the uh, in the Guna that's out today. And uh, it's the Highbury Spy. And uh, he was just saying about uh, the Tottenham, Tottenham t- uh, fans getting tickets for, the, uh, for this game. And I'm going to find it here while you two uh, cover up for me while I just have a little look at it. <laughs> it's been an interesting thing, though, the, uh, the, whether or not we were going to fill the stadium this season. And you know, I don't know whether part of it's the, you know, the novelty element of, of people wanting to go to um, Ashburton yeah, Grove. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I, I've been quite... Impressed at how many times we filled the stadium. I didn't think we would, especially not for like Carling Cup games. No, so it's but been it, positive. I have seen lots of empty seats about today. the stadium dotted around, especially yeah. today. Uh, even though the sold up sold out signs are up, so maybe we need some kind of a return ticketing mm. system with our season tickets because you know it means that other people do get to go and we can have a field field ground. With big, big they do that in Barcelona, don't they? Um, because there's so many members and obviously mm. we have so many season ticket holders that there's some kind of forum where you exchange tickets yeah. and perhaps the, the club need to do that. I mean, they're not, yeah. they don't seem to be keen on that sort of thing but perhaps they, they do need to, you know, set up some kind of forum where if season ticket holders aren't going to go, there can be someone in the in the seat. You know, it's important, you know, because mm. we want that field, 60,000. We want 60,000 voices in there. Yeah, definitely. And, and we don't want many Spurs fans there and I've found this Nice little extract from the Highbury Spy this week, from the Goon that's out today. It's a little bit long, but I'm going to read it anyway, because I think it perfectly sums up. Uh, It says, How thankful are we that Keith Edelman, the police, and Islington Council refused to let the evil tribe from the dark alleyways of N17 have their full allocation of tickets for the second leg of the semi-final at Emirates Stadium. What goes around comes around, 
and if the moronic yobs that follow the spuds didn't persist in smashing up our toilets and pubs and terrorising women and children around the ground, I'm sure things would have been different. As it is, they say, we shouldn't be in the competition if our new, if our new stadium can't cope with 9,000 away fans. But the reality, as you all know, is that we can easily cope with 9,000 ordinary, ordinary fans, but not 9,000 envious morons who would delight in doing as much damage to the stadium and surrounding areas as they possibly could. It ain't going to happen. We know you Spurs boys have to make up for it, make up for being rubbish on the pitch by playing the hard man off it, but don't expect decent family clubs like Arsenal to welcome you with open arms. Mm. Well, I mean, Tottenham's um, supporters and their hooligan element is, is another subject altogether. But, it's totally another subject altogether, and uh, we'll I, I hear they were again waiting week. outside <laughs> after last Wednesday's game. Well, any, any Arsenal supporter who's actually come out of that ground and walked down si- that corner of Seven Sisters Road knows, you know, sort of yeah. what a, how confrontation it is and you know I, I've, at times I've actually sat on Highbury Hill and seen what sort of response or what sort of welcoming Arsenal, uh, Tottenham supporters have had into Highbury Hill and it's not the same and, not know. the same at all but as as, uh, as the Highbury size so succinctly puts um, yeah you have to make up for your performances on the pitch by uh, acting the hard man off it I thought that line was quite good um, we I mean we're going to have predictions for for the Tottenham game um, I, I think the pressure's maybe just ever so slightly honest now because people are expecting those boys to do well in this game. Uh, I think if we were 1-0 down, everyone would be saying, oh, well, they're, you know, they're kids and, and they come into this game with no pressure. Now it's 2-2. Yeah. Arsenal favourites to go through. Um, could this work against us? It could possibly because I think that... I, I thought 2-1 might have been the best result for us to go into this leg. I know that sounds silly, but... You know, if we'd have needed that goal, you know, and we knew, you know, that you know, it's a decent second half performance, and you know, having the sixty thousand behind us, we might have gone into that, you know, with a different attitude. Now, perhaps there is the uh, the, the, the the chance that we might go into the game and think, well, you know, <coughs> work's done, and it isn't, and we know that. Don't no. We? Um, so, what's your prediction for the score, Ross? Um, well, I'll always sit on the fence with these sort of things, but obviously, this has got to go to a result. So, um, I'll say Arsenal two one. Arsenal two one Liam. I'm going to go for. I'm going to go for one nil. One nil to I the Arsenal. I think it's going to be quite tight. Mm. So, yeah, I'd say either one or two nil. I don't think they'll come and score against us. I've just got a funny feeling. Oh, I don't know. I think they might score, and I think it might be one all. What, sorry, is it, is it Alan or Trevor Brookin? <laughs> I don't need to sit on the can fence. Can I just say, Alan sits, on, Alan sits on the fence every week. If you ever listen to this like on a weekly basis, you'll hear if that. If you ever listen you know. to this, well, that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. If you, if you ever get this far if, into the, if this into is the podcast. A, this is the first time you listen to it. Alan said one all for the past 20 games you that have, we've reviewed. He has sat nicely between the two of us as well, hasn't he? You've said one nil, I've said two one, he's gone one all. I'm just saying, it's going to be a difficult anyway, game and I think it will be one all it will go into extra time and when the away goals kick in at the end of extra time we will win on away goals there you go how about okay. that Ooh, I've, been, uh, oh, yeah, I've been very specific well, there Alex I? Ferguson said <laughs> that's going to be squeaky bottom time <laughs> <laughs> you jumped off the fence or were you pushed <laughs> I was pushed off the fence <laughs> Uh, you can push me off the fence Arsenal at footballfancast.com and let us know exactly what you think on the rant of the week 60 second debate and how you think we'll do against Tottenham on Wednesday on Saturday we've got another 5.15 kickoff on a Saturday away at Middlesbrough one of those games again um, they're a bit of an inconsistent team aren't they I mean Bristol City yesterday they, they were 
2-0 up and managed to draw 2-2. But the team that we drew with today, they beat 5-1. Football's a funny old game, as one drunken ex-Tottenham player used to <laughs> like to say. But, um, yeah, it is a potential banana skin, isn't it? One of those banana skin. Yeah, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0, 1-0,